Chief Superintendent Kristen Skippings reveals disturbing details of the most recent killing. Also, hear why she's saying the country is still a safe place. This as the opposition continues its criticism of government's fight against crime. Plus, traffic police urge motorists to follow the speed limit after New Providence records its first traffic fatality of the year. The victim, a young motorcyclist. Then in our news at 7.30, a sentencing decision reversed. The Court of Appeal deliberates Roger Watson's fate for the 2003 killing of a 12-year-old boy. Our news live at 7 starts right now. Welcome to our news live at 7. Thanks for joining us tonight. I'm Kendino Knowles. The homicide tally reaching 17 last night with the second fatal shooting of the day after a woman police believed to be in her mid-20s was gunned down on the corner of Hospital Lane and South Street. Our news was on the scene where Chief Superintendent Chrislyn Skippings gave us these details. Our department were notified of gunshots emanating in the South Street and Hospital Lane area. Information received is that a female was shot multiple times while at the intersection. Quick response by officers in the area. They observed a small blue vehicle fleeing from the area at a high rate of speed. Officers gave chase, however, that vehicle was able to evade police in the Ponciana area. Now, police say the woman was not a resident of the area, but lived on Carmichael Road. When asked about the recent uptick in murders and public concern, Chief Superintendent Skippings had this to say. I want to assure members of the public that the country is still safe. These incidents are isolated incidents. These are incidents involved in direct conflicts with individuals. And you hear me saying it over and repeatedly. You've got to find a better way to resolve your conflicts. Violence is not the answer. Meanwhile, an alleged killer has been charged with murder over the broad daylight shooting of 24-year-old Jason Lamb. Prosecutors are accusing 33-year-old Sidney Hart Jr. of the January 17th murder. Now, according to police, around noon on the day, Lamb was at the intersection of Pargate and Village Roads when the occupants of another car pulled up and opened fire. The boat captain was declared dead at the scene. He was killed days before he was set to stand trial for the March 1st, 2021 murder of Antonio Russell at Burnett Road. Hart wasn't asked to plead to the charge when he appeared before acting Chief Magistrate Roberto Reckley. Bail was denied. He's expected back in court on March 25th to be indicted. Meanwhile, Justice Guillemina Archer Mins vacated Lamb's trial date after being informed of his death. The matter will be formally struck from the list when the court receives a death certificate. And with three murders over the weekend and the bloodshed continuing to spill into the streets, the Free National Movement still criticizing the Davis administration, saying that it believes that the Davis administration can do more to curb crime. They're also accusing the prime minister of being missing in action prompting the Office of the Prime Minister's Communications Director to defend a recent trip. Joshua Williams has the story. With 17 murders so far this year, the Free National Movement is calling out the Davis administration for what it calls a failure against crime. They took their message to the Office of the Prime Minister, where party executives say their suggestions have fallen on deaf ears. The government 
has been unresponsive. We have not been engaged. The FNM also taking issue with the Prime Minister's recent trip to Africa. The Prime Minister is halfway around the world at a meeting that other colleagues could have attended in his stead. And he's busy in the safari. Pintard also suggesting that there is a disconnect between the Prime Minister, the National Security Minister and the Commissioner of Police. The Prime Minister has one view on how we ought to combat the gang issues. The Minister of National Security, on the other hand, points out all the legal impediments. However, the Director of Communications in the office of the Prime Minister, Latre Raming, was quick to defend the Prime Minister. As the opposition looked on, Raming addressed the press outside the office of the Prime Minister, accusing the party of engaging in political grandstanding. The opposition had a choice. They could have choose country over politics. Obviously, they chose politics. They could have chose unity over politics. Obviously, they chose politics. And I'm, I'm, I'm disappointed because I think this was, some, this was the perfect opportunity for Mr. Pintard to demonstrate to the country that he is prepared to hold hands on an issue that is so fundamental to our national security. But Pintard disagrees. What the hell are they talking about? This wasn't about brownie points. We live in this country. We've had politicians die as a result of violence. So this, this, isn't a, this isn't about that. That's why we have never sought to say we got it all right when we were in government and the government is getting it all wrong. As it relates to the Prime Minister's trip... The Prime Minister travelled to Uganda for the purpose of establishing diplomatic relationships with Kenya. Uh, we believe that we could uh, skip, chew and walk at the same time. We have a country to govern. Reporting for Our News, I'm Joshua Williams. All right, thanks a lot for that, Josh. Well, tomorrow, January 23rd, it's being observed as Families of All Murdered Victims Day. This after a proclamation by Prime Minister Philip Davis. Phone Director Candy Gibson. She's inviting the entire country to participate in a special prayer service to be held tomorrow morning. The focus, she says, will be helping and honoring those that continue to deal with the loss of loved ones. We're asking the whole Commonwealth of the Bahamas to partnership with us. We're asking bosses, supervisors, we're asking them to understand and allow their staff at least an hour to come out and get prayed for because at the end of the day we realize that without God we have nothing. Everybody grieves differently. Some person take them maybe a week, maybe a day, it may take them maybe a month. Some person grieve longer. We will let them know that the church is here. And so we're even sending a clarion call out to churches, to the clergymen, the women and men of the cloth, come out on that day and support families who would have lost a loved one to murder and also friends. All right, she says she wants those grieving to know they are not alone. And this year, Gibson says they intend to strengthen their network of support. We're going to have a list. So when persons come in, we can take their name down, get a phone contact number. Because some persons I haven't reached out to, some persons, they were killed years ago and they still go into the transition. And so we're going to have a list. They already come, put their name down, get their phone, get a contact number and so forth. We'll have persons reach out to them every week or every month until they're able to process the grief journey. We will be at New Covenant Baptist Church, which is located on East West Highway and the service starts from 11 and two until 2 o'clock. And the first traffic fatality for the year being recorded right here in New Providence yesterday afternoon after a young man in his 20s lost his life. This after he lost control of his motorcycle on John F. Kennedy Drive. Officer responsible for serious and fatal accidents in the police traffic division, Assistant Superintendent Demetria Capron. Sometime around 4.15 p.m., 
Police were alerted to reports of a traffic accident which occurred on the John F. Kennedy Drive just west of Gladstone Road. Information received is that a male rider of a motorcycle was traveling west on John F. Kennedy Drive where he lost control of his motorcycle, collided with the median, and was thrown from his cycle. EMS would have visited the scene where no signs of vital life were found. We are still in the preliminary stages of our investigation. All right, now traffic investigators couldn't confirm whether the victim was wearing a helmet at the time of the accident. However, Capron sharing this appeal for road users. We'd like to appeal to all motorists, especially our motorcyclists, to pay attention to all speed limits that are posted and to drive with due care and attention. All right, now the family of the victim identifying him as 23-year-old Whitney Heal, our Joshua Williams. He speaks exclusively with his grieving mother today. That story coming up in our news at 7.30. All right, we've got much more to get to tonight, but of course, for now, it's time for your first look at temperatures. Meteorologist Greg Thompson, he's standing by in the Weather Center. Greg? Yeah, thanks, Canino, and a happy Monday evening, everybody. A breezy evening around the islands tonight. We do have a large high pressure in charge of our weather. That's bringing in those very strong winds. So we're asking boaters and beachgoers to stay out of the waters because it's going to be rough out there. 70 degrees, very cool outside, partly cloudy skies. Winds out of the east at 21 miles per hour, and it is breezy. So we are seeing gusts as high as 30 miles per hour there. Your face like temperature is a comfortable 72. Temperatures around the islands right now, it is 68 in Freeport, 69 in Marsh Harbor, Abaco. We also pick up 68 in Great Abaco. Alistair, Bimini, Nicholas, San Andres, you guys are 70, 71 in Governors Harbor. Into the central Bahamas, 72, Kemp's Bay, 74s in Arthurstown, Cat Island, Georgetown. Coburn Town, San Salvador, 70, 75 in Deadman's Key. Across the southeast Bahamas, temperatures a little warmer there, 78 in Duncan Town, Ragged Island, Colonel Hill, Cricket Island, and in Matthew Town, Inagua, 77 in Delectable Bay. Abrams Bay 76 and our good neighbors to the southeast, Turks and Caicos Islands, you guys are 76 at this hour as well. Sideline radar composite showing cloudy conditions across most of the islands. Uh, most of that are low-level clouds associated with a cold air mass that's been moving across some warmer waters. We will continue to see that trend throughout the next couple of days, but that high-pressure system will remain in charge of our weather, so we're looking at some very, very rough seas out there and some strong winds, so we're asking beachgoers and your boaters to remain on shore. That's your first look at weather. Stick with us to look at your extended forecast system. All right. Thanks a lot for that, Greg. We'll see you in the extended. Well, still to come in our news, former Assistant Chief Magistrate Subasola Swain takes on a new role as Acting Vice President of the Bahamas Industrial Tribunal. Plus, controversy surrounding Shantytown demolitions as the work minister denies wrongful destruction of a man's home, citing a tedious process. And new year, new financial you. Marlena Leonard dives into 2024 money goals with an expert financial coach. We'll tell you the tips and strategies for a financial facelift when our news returns. Janet Jackson presents Together Again. A celebration of hits plus brand new music live in concert. Janet Jackson at Atlantis, Saturday, April 27th. Get tickets now at AtlantisLive.com. For more, visit JanetJackson.com. 
Doctors Hospital is reimagined primary care. We've invested to improve our health system, ensuring that accessible, affordable, world-class clinical care is closer to you. Your relationship with a primary care provider shapes the foundation of your overall health. Our new, modern primary care facilities are where critical diagnosis and true personalized treatment begin. With locations across New Providence, Grand Bahama, and Exuma, we invite you to experience the doctor's hospital difference. Book your next appointment at clinics.doctorshoss.com. Since they're on sale, Max bought things neither he nor his friend really needed. Hungry for deals? Come to KFC to satisfy your hunger before doing something crazy. Our new six-piece value deal is packed with six pieces of your favorite fried chicken, three orders of crispy fries, and three buttery biscuits, all for just $20. You work hard for your money. Get the biggest bang for your taste buds. Satisfy your taste buds with KFC. It's finger-licking good. Former Assistant Chief Magistrate Subasola Swain has a new role. She's been sworn in as Acting Vice President of the Bahamas Industrial Tribunal. Swain reciting her oath and receiving her instruments of appointment last Friday at the Office of the Governor General by Her Excellency Cynthia Mother Pratt. Swain replaces former Industrial Tribunal Vice President Ingrid Cooper Brooks. Well, amid claims a man's home was wrongfully torn down during shantytown demolitions last week works minister clay sweeting says it's highly unlikely sweeting explaining to reporters today it's a very tedious process before structures are demolished first thing we do is we assess whether or not the property who the property belongs to does it belong to the government does it belong to a private individual that's that's one step the next step is whether or not these homes had uh, building permit approval. And if they did, then what we did in that situation, if the homes were on, on land that is not owned by that individual, but had per approval, then we want whether or not they had assessments done, whether they had occupancy, occupancy certificate, right? So all of this was done. So if the individual's home was knocked down, it went through a vigorous um, assessment process now, the man in question, Mark Sweeting, telling a local news agency he had paperwork for his home. Officials in the Ministry of Works started demolishing structures erected in shanty towns across New Providence at the end of last year. The Works Minister says the plan is to move into Abaco this week. In this instance, Minister Sweeting says he doubts seriously the man had a conveyance for that property. In order to build a home, first you should own the property. So if you, don't, if, if you build a home on somebody's property that isn't yours, first of all, it's illegal in, in that respect. Now, we did have instances where persons who applied to build a home um, requested a permit, requested a permit to build a home, and the location 
was different than the location they built the home on. And in that case, the Ministry of Works did not give any occupancy certificate. So those homes that got approval to build are being assessed. All right, it's a new year. And for many, 2024 goals include making this year their best financial year yet. In this report, Marlena Leonard, she sits down with a financial coach to get tips on how to get a financial facelift in 2024 as part of her New You, New Year series this week. Take a look. Founder of the Financial Academy, Lakeisha Roll, says there are three common mistakes people make when setting financial goals. Setting too many goals, setting goals that are too vague, and setting goals with no timeline or accountability. Instead, she advises this approach. So the first thing is write out what you want to do for yourself in 2024 financially. How do you want this year to look for you? Um, what steps are you willing and able to take at this time? And once you've written those things down, um, you're able to now get an idea of what your financial um, plan or your map is gonna look like for the year. So of course, if you want to reduce spending in an area, you're gonna write down ways, how can I reduce spending in this? Um, be very specific about it. If you wanna save more, you're gonna write down how much exactly do I wanna save? Um, what am I going to save every week to achieve this goal at the end of the month, at the end of the quarter, at the end of the year? But of course, you can't plot out the journey without knowing where you're starting from. What you have to really do is sit down write down what is it that you're spending money on every week. Let's start there. Um, and once you've written those things down, you now want to write down how much money you're spending every, how much money, sorry, how much money you're spending on each of these things. That's important. And that's going to give you a better idea of exactly how much money you're putting into these things. And if you take it a step further and you want to, you know, get really deep, you can calculate the percentage that you're using. And percentages open your eyes wider than anything else when it comes to determining how much money you're pumping into something. The Financial Academy has pre-made Excel templates for personal and business budgets available. But for those who want an extra level of help and accountability, Roll suggests turning to a financial coach. So a financial coach is basically someone who holds your hand, guides you through whatever it is that you set out to achieve for yourself. So financial coaches don't necessarily tell you um, what you need to achieve. They work with you to reach the goal that you personally would like to achieve. Reporting for Our News, I'm Marlena Leonard. When Our News comes back from the break, we turn our spotlight to stories making headlines across the world as Alabama gets set to carry out its first ever nitrogen gas execution. Plus, planning to study in Canada? Find out the two-year cap now being set on foreign students. And over in Ecuador, police arrest gang members who stormed a hospital. We'll tell you the details when our news returns. It's a Kansas marketing team, and today we hosted our annual Christmas giveaway where we gave out toys and food to the community. And today I would say it was an eventful day. Just to see thousands of cars lined up just to get a plate of food and put smiles on a lot of children's faces. On behalf Half of, of Jarrell Investments, we, we want to say you. thank you and wish, wish you a merry, 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 very Christmas. And a happy, happy new, year. new year. See Bye. you all next year. No, my first name ain't baby. It's Janet. Miss Jackson, if you missed Janet Jackson presents Together Again. A celebration of hits plus brand new music live in concert. Janet Jackson at Atlantis, Saturday, April 27th. Get tickets now at AtlantisLive.com. For more, visit JanetJackson.com.
When the Bahamas took center stage at World Expo in Dubai 2022, we were there as thousands got up close and personal with our story, like the unprecedented devastation of Hurricane Dorian, put center stage at Commonwealth Heads of Government meeting in Rwanda. We were there as the Prime Minister urged immediate action on climate change, an issue brought up months later at the historic 50th CARICOM meeting in the Bahamas. Because our news is everywhere, always there when it counts. This is our news. Welcome back. We turn our attention now to stories making headlines across the world. The United Nations Human Rights Office expressing serious concerns over the upcoming execution of Kenneth Eugene Smith in Alabama using a new and untested method, nitrogen asphyxiation. It's scheduled for January 25th through 26th. But the execution is raising alarms about potential torture and violating international human rights law. The UN now calling on authorities to halt the execution, citing the unproven nature of nitrogen gas for human execution and the absence of sedation. The UN, which is advocating for a moratorium on the death penalty, emphasized its inconsistency with the right to life and the risk of executing innocent individuals. Over 90 Weather-related deaths reported in the United States after a week of severe winter storms. Tennessee and Oregon recording highest fatalities as power outages persist. Tragedies include electrocution in Oregon, car crashes in Kentucky and Illinois. Authorities in Seattle say they've seen five presumed homeless deaths, while Mississippi warns of black ice and delays in college returns. Water shortages in Jackson, Mississippi continue amid storm rumors with authorities putting in place boil water notices in Tennessee. Ice storm warnings remain in effect for Arkansas and Oklahoma, while warm temperatures are forecast by week's end. Canadian authorities say they plan to implement a two-year cap on foreign student admissions to address housing and health care pressures. The cap, which will see the reduction of study permits by 35%, aims at system integrity and quality education, with each province getting a share based on population and student intake. The cap applies to diploma and undergraduate programs, excluding permit renewals. This as work permits for private college grads are expected to end in September. The move signals a shift in Canada's historic open immigration policy, impacting universities and raising affordability concerns. Ecuadorian security forces say they have arrested 68 gang members for storming a hospital, aiming to protect a hospitalized gang member. This latest news follows a trend of gangs targeting rivals in hospitals. Authorities there say the patient who arrived with gunshot wounds on Sunday succumbed to injuries. Security forces also raided a nearby rehab center, revealing its use as a command center and brothel. Amid a state of emergency, President Daniel Naboa addressing the surging gang violence with over 2,700 arrests since January 9th. Still to come in our news today in history, find out interesting facts about the day that was January 22nd. Then in our news at 7.30, a tragic start to the new year for one mother now left grieving her son, the country's first traffic fatality this year. And countdown to rate hike. The National Insurance Board set for increases in less than six months. 
Residents share mixed emotions on impending July 1st changes when our news returns. Jump into January and save with the specials at Super Value and Quality Supermarkets. Devon Corn Beef, 12 ounce, two for $5. Best Value Whole Kernel Corn, 15 ounce, 99 cents. Country Barn Mayonnaise, 30 ounce, 375. Boneless Chicken Breast, $2.99 per pound. Romaine Hearts, three pack, $4.99. Another year to save at Super Value and Quality Supermarkets. Are you or a loved one under medical care? Do you need affordable medical supplies? Ports International is the largest home health care supplier. Medical supplies at the very best price. And you can even shop online. From hospital beds to wound care, wheelchairs to walkers, Ports is a one-stop shop for your medical supplies and we accept insurance. We have online shopping and two locations to serve you at the Airport Industrial Park and Shirley Street. We also ship to the Family Islands. Shop online and visit us on Facebook. Call Ports at 377-1771. Introducing the Fogel Smart Pass app that helps you to fuel up faster. Here's how it works. Download the app on the App Store or get it on Google Play and create your profile with payment details. Visit your nearest Shell station, open the app, scan the pump's QR code, select your payment amount, and begin fueling. Say goodbye to cash and cards because the Fogel Smart Pass offers secure and convenient payment options right at your fingertips. Download Fogel Smart Pass now and fuel up faster today. It is not just my job, but my pleasure to ensure that all of our customers' needs are met. Whether it's fiber to the business, hosted PBX, fixed or mobile voice services, push to talk, we're here at Alive Business to meet all of our customers' needs. Alive Business hosted PBX is extremely important to our operation. I don't have to be in my office. I can easily get connected with our clients, my vendors, my NASA office, and with our employees in the field. Welcome back to our news. It's time now to turn our spotlight on events that shaped the day that was January 22nd. Take a look. On this day in Bahamian history in 1952, the People's Penny Savings Bank Limited was officially established. Founded by 21 individuals with A. Leon McKinney serving as its inaugural president, the bank's visionary mission was to provide accessibility to financial services for everyone. Their inclusive approach allowed any man, woman, or child to open an account with the remarkably modest requirement of just one penny. And on this day in 1979, Sir Milo Butler, a pivotal figure in Bahamian politics, passed away at 73. Elected to the House of Assembly in 1937, he made history on Black Tuesday, April 27, 1965, protesting speech limitations by tossing an hourglass from Parliament. Appointed the first Governor General on August 1, 1973, he served until his 1979 passing. Beyond politics, he founded Milo B. Butler & Sons Limited. Posthumously, his image graced the Bahamian $20 bill. And on January 22, 1986, a bronze bust was erected in Rawson Square, immortalizing his contributions to Bahamian history. All right, to watch that historical recap again, and for all of today's top stories, you can visit rnews.bs. And remember, you can share your favorites right from the R News Bahamas Facebook page. 
That's going to do it for us in News at 7. Joining us now is Natalia Hall with the latest headlines. And Natalia, I see that you beat me to the gym. I've been watching. <laughs> I've been yes. watching and seeing yes. you work out every morning. You, did you work out today? I did not. I did not this morning, but I plan to get when back you're on track to call soon. Me, Mom? I know. I told you, New Year, New Us. We're supposed to get everything say, in shape. You did and say And then no, I know anyway. you said, I think patience. Is it patience this year? Yeah, or was that last year? No, patience was last year. I mean, okay. I'm still working on that. But All hey. Right. Call me, okay. and then I'll, I'll come join you. Okay, that sounds like a plan. <laughs> I can't promise I can answer the phone. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. All right, Ken, I'll, I'll be sure to call you and see if you'll come. All right, thanks so much. Well, the country's first traffic fatality recorded this year, and the countdown to a rate hike the National Insurance Board set for increase in less than six months. Harry, latest headlines. First tonight on our news, live at 7.30, an indescribable loss. That's how a mother is describing the death of her son. Our Joshua Williams has the full story coming up. Also, the free national movement say crime is a national issue. Hear more from a press conference held by the opposition on Grand Bahama today and residents sounding off on the proposed rate hike at NIB. And later, the Royal Bahamas Defense Force confirming that a viral video involving the apprehension of migrants is not recent. The full story when our news live at 7.30 returns. Deputy Prime Minister and Minister of Tourism, Investments and Aviation, the Honorable Aichester Cooper, expressed his enthusiasm for the new icon of the seas, the largest cruise ship in the world. This is magnificent for the Bahamas. It's a great day for Royal Caribbean, but a magnificent day for Nassau Cruise Board and, and the Bahamas. The largest cruise ship in the world in making its inaugural voyage here in the Bahamas on the verge of greatness for 2024. Uh, the numbers are expected to be magnificent coming from RCL, but also from the entire industry. We're looking forward to another banner year, and we are appreciative and grateful for the partnership we have with RCL, not just in bringing tourists to the Bahamas, but in all facets of our community, contributing actively to culture, the advancement of youth and the creative industries. So this is a great partnership. We don't just celebrate today Icon of the Seas, we celebrate this great 50 plus year partnership with RCL. President and CEO of Royal Caribbean International, Michael Bailey, also addressed the expected rise in tourist arrivals that the Icon of the Seas will help to facilitate. Well, we committed to increasing the number of tourists that we bring into the Bahamas year over year, and I think if you look at our track record, we continually increase the, the number of tourists we bring. I believe in 2024, the number of tourists we'll bring to the Bahamas will be close to 4.4 million. This ship, Icon of the Seas, will be visiting Kokoki. Uh, once a week, it'll be on one-week itineraries, and I think there's a vast opportunity for Nassau over the coming years because it's so close to this huge American market. I think it's a beautiful opportunity. For more tourism updates, visit Tourism Today or Bahamas.com. I'm Michael Miller, and this is Tourism Today. Welcome to our news. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm Natalia Hall. A mother left without a son after he became the first traffic fatality victim for the year when his motorcycle crashed near Lake Cunningham on Sunday evening. And as she tells our Joshua Williams, the loss is indescribable. 
A family is mourning tonight after a son and brother tragically died after he lost control of his motorcycle on John F. Kennedy Drive and crashed on Sunday afternoon. His family identified him as 23-year-old Whitney Heal. His mother, Ellen Kemp, says she was not in New Providence when she got the terrible news. I tried to get ready to come out of Long Island. I came over. My daughter lived in Long Island. I came over on vacation. Come over to get a break because I work for myself. And I see five after five. I say, let me call, call. And I keep the phone, keep going to voicemail. Then this boss, uncle, called me who know me very well. Kemp says she had just spoken to Whitney the day before. Just check up on them to make sure they all right. I, last time I talked to them was Saturday. He said, Mommy, are you all right? I have to work. You know, I don't go through the corner no more. I school. I school to work. Because people work out the way I started was one of the company vehicle. Motorbike, he got killed on him. This, she claims, was a fatal mistake. Why would you let him? It's a pain she wishes on no one. Oh God, I all right? I feel good. That was my last son. I have three children. I have him. I mean, my oldest son, my daughter, and him. He's the last one. He's the baby. Reporting for our news, I'm Joshua Williams. All right, thanks for that, Josh. While the issue of crime also a concern for Grand Bahamians. Two of the island's member of parliament and a recent FNM by-election candidate holding a press conference outside the office of the prime minister. They say enough is enough. This is not a New Providence problem. This is indeed a Bahamian problem, a Bahamas problem. Um, speaking about Grand Bahamas, I've never seen Grand Bahama in this state in terms of economy. I've never seen the Bahamas in this state in, term of, in terms of crime. In just 22 days, the country has seen the murder rate spike as the count now stands at 17. The bloodshed now spreading to the northern Bahamas as a 38-year-old man was shot and killed in Dundastown, Abaco last week. And most recently, a man was shot outside a nightclub on Queens Highway in Grand Bahama over the weekend. The recent crimes prompting some Grand Bahama members of the Free National Movement to call a press conference on the island today as they say crime is getting out of hand. It's a national problem. It's not a PLP or an FNM uh, problem, but it's a Bahamian problem. And it's going to take all of us to come together to solve this issue. It, it, what, ha what has to happen is we have to come together as a nation. We have to come together, our spiritual leaders, our community leaders, our government leaders. All of us have to come up and step up and do our part. The East End MP also concerned about the country's tourism product being impacted. And while he says the FNM supports the government's push to fight crime, he says they will still hold them accountable. Thompson providing some recommendations to the issue. They ought to be looking at bringing persons to trial quicker. They ought to be looking at partnering with non-profit uh, non and spiritual organizations. They ought to be looking at making sure that the police are well-armed the police are well resourced. Meantime, the FNM's West End and Bimini by-election candidate Bishop Ricardo Grant also lending his voice to the cause. He says the country is facing a crisis. There must be some recourse. There must be some dealing with these elements so that they can know that whenever you do crime, you're not only going to pay the time, but you're going to mess or suffer the recourse. While the Court of Appeal now deliberating on the sentencing of Roger Watson, who killed 12-year-old Edison Curtis Johnson 21 years ago. Back in 2007, Watson was sentenced to death for shooting Edison in the head with an assault rifle during a feud with the boy's stepfather. 
Little Addison was watching television at the time. In 2009, the Court of Appeal overturned the murder con conviction, replacing it with manslaughter and sentencing Watson to 50 years in prison. Last year, the Privy Council annulled the sentence, prompting a new hearing. Watson's lawyer, David Cash, is proposing a 25-year sentence, while Prosecutor UL Johnson is seeking 35 years. Well, it's this video that went viral over the weekend, which reignited interest in illegal immigration. In these pictures, a small boat packed with what appears to be migrants being apprehended at sea by members of the Royal Bahamas Defense Force at night. Our news team reached out to Defense Force officials who say their operations center confirmed that the video is not recent. In less than six months, there will be a rate increase at the National Insurance Board. Residents are sounding off on the increase. We will get to that story in a moment. But first, temperatures in the lower 70s this evening as we continue to feel cool weather conditions. Meteorologist Greg Thompson is in the Weather Center with your first look at weather. Greg. Yeah, thanks, Italian. Welcome, everybody, for a quick check on conditions around the islands and outside our studio. 70 degrees and the partly cloudy skies. Very breezy on the outside. Your winds are out of the east at 21 miles per hour, and they are gusting higher. And your feels like temperature is a comfortable 72. Satellite radar composite showing cloudy condi conditions across most of the island chain, courtesy of a high-pressure system out there in the open Atlantic. Very large and unusually strong high at this time of the year. That high will continue to generate some very rough seas and some windy conditions over the next couple of days. So boating and beaching may become a challenge. So we're asking you boaters and you beachgoers to stay out of the water. That's a quick check on conditions around the island. Stick with us. A look at your extended forecast is still to come. Still to come on our news, in about six months, we can expect to see a rate increase at the National Insurance Board. Hear what residents are saying about it straight ahead. Plus, the road traffic department may soon get an upgrade. The transport minister speaks, and later, Graham Bahamian's remembering the life of well-known radio personality Hubert Gibson, also known as Hubert G. Their comments when our news returns. Since they're on sale, Max bought things neither he nor his friend really needed. Hungry for deals? Come to KFC to satisfy your hunger before doing something crazy. Our new six-piece value deal is packed with six pieces of your favorite fried chicken, three orders of crispy fries, and three buttery biscuits, all for just $20. You work hard for your money. Get the biggest bang for your taste buds. Satisfy your taste buds with KFC. It's finger-licking good. into January and save with the specials at Super Value and Quality Supermarkets. Devon Corn Beef, 12 ounce, 2 for $5. Best Value Whole Kernel Corn, 15 ounce, 99 cents. Country Barn Mayonnaise, 30 ounce, 3.75. Boneless Chicken Breast, 2.99 per pound. Romaine Hearts, 3 pack, 4.99. Another year to save at Super Value and Quality Supermarkets. It has the looks, the style, the performance. Your new car is everything you always dreamed of. Now it's here. Commonwealth Bank was happy to help put you behind the wheel. 
with a new car loan at a competitive rate and fast, friendly approval. It's a service that just comes naturally to us, just like how love of tradition comes naturally to you. Commonwealth Bank, leader in personal banking services. Doctors Hospital is reimagined primary care. We have invested to improve our health system, ensuring that accessible, affordable, world-class clinical care is closer to you. Your relationship with a primary care provider shapes the foundation of your overall health. Our new, modern primary care facilities are where critical diagnosis and true personalized treatment begin. With locations across New Providence, Grand Bahama, and Exuma, we invite you to experience the Doctors Hospital difference. Book your next appointment at clinics.doctorshoss.com. Less than six months, there will be a rate increase at the National Insurance Board, and with the day drawing closer, our news team took to the streets to find out from residents how they feel about having to pay more come July 1st. Yeah, I mean, of course, the cost of living is going up, and uh, government has raised the pension contribution, I think, over the last year or so, and so, of course, I, I think it's necessary at this time. Residents giving mixed views on the impending National Insurance Board rate hike. But why do some support it and others don't? Those who support it say it's important because of the obvious benefits. In the nearly 50 years since NIB was established, it has only had one increase, and that was in 2010 when the rate increased from 8.8% to 9.8%. Contribution rates are currently 5.9% for employers and 3.9% for employees. Our News understands that the rate will be raised by 1.5%. Some residents say the cost of living is too high for more to be taken out of their salaries. Wow, I don't think that should be a very good idea. Because you know the Bahamas is right now is going sort of a little crazy in terms of people trying to live and cannot live properly. Things are really going up in the country, even grocery. And for them to put that up, people's wages is not even good enough. When the uh, burden is on people even to sustain themselves, even the increase in light bill, increase in gas, increase in food, my God, man, have a heart. And while the increase was first announced back in June of 2023 by Prime Minister Davis, people question whether now is the right time. It's necessary because the National Insurance Fund will not be viable for when I retire. But um, I think timing is everything. I think right now there's such a high cost of living. This um, Inflation is still very high. All right. Well, amid complaints of poor working conditions at the road traffic department at the Thomas A. Robinson National Stadium, Transport Minister Jobette Colby Davis says they're working to improve conditions for staff and customers. She's hoping to relocate the department in February. We're working at a really fast pace because we have a number of things that should be happening at the stadium, um, which uh, causes a bit, of, a bit of disruption. And so all of that is uh, working together for us to get them relocated as fast as possible so there's better conditions. 
Now, the National Stadium was meant to be a temporary location for the Road Traffic Department after it moved from the old Harry Bain building on Thompson Boulevard. The department is set to move into the Summer Winds Plaza on Tawny Williams-Darlin Highway. We are presently at the last stages, I think, of relocating the Road Traffic Department. And once that is done, there would be a better working environment. But for the time being, we've tried to have a number of meetings with the staff and a number of protocol changes to make sure we make it as comfortable as possible because it came to head. It's now time for tonight's Financial Market Minute, brought to you by RF, your local investment bank. This has been your Financial Market Minute. To explore the best performing mutual funds in the Bahamas, visit our website at www.rfgroup.com. When our news comes back from the break, Grand Bahamians remembering the life of radio personality, Hubert G. A couple more baseball prospects go pro, and we have a volleyball camp in Grand Bahama. Our sports is coming up next. And nice weather conditions in the capital on this Monday. Wondering what else we can expect? Craig is back with their extended forecast right after this quick break. Stay with us. Over a decade ago, the Bahamas Striping Group of Companies was birthed out of a passion to change the way we travel. From only a $5,000 grant, the tenacity and work ethic has propelled BSGC to one of the leading road management companies in the Caribbean. We pride ourselves on going the extra mile where others won't, through the use of our state-of-the-art equipment and our certified team. Although the success is commendable, the road has been long, yet the mission continues in striving to be a world-class organization ran by Bahamians for Bahamians. With the help of our experienced and hardworking team, we at the Bahamas Striping Group of Companies are committed to making a difference one road at a time. For 38 years, Struckum Commercial Pest Services has provided trained certified technicians while using environmentally safe industry standard products. Pests can devastate your business. Together, we will ensure adequate sanitation standards and safe pest exclusion methods. Uncontrolled pest problems lead to significant financial loss due to food contamination, business disruption, and stock waste. Struckum provides detailed solutions protecting your business and reputation. Struckum, number one in pest control services. Are you or a loved one under medical care? Do you need affordable medical supplies? Ports International is the largest home health care supplier. Medical supplies at the very best price. And you can even shop online. From hospital beds to wound care, wheelchairs to walkers, Ports is a one-stop shop for your medical supplies and we accept insurance. We have online shopping and two locations to serve you. At the Airport Industrial Park and Shirley Street. We also ship to the Family Islands. Shop online and visit us on Facebook. Call Ports at 377-1771. From 
from the field to the fresh market, you will find fresh, delicious, mouth-watering produce and meat. Discover organic, specialty, and healthy grocery products for everyday cooking. Your adventure awaits. Experience the fresh escape. Sign up today for My Solomon Smart Rewards at Solomon's Fresh Market. When the Bahamas took center stage at World Expo in Dubai 2022, we were there as thousands got up close and personal with our story, like the unprecedented devastation of Hurricane Dorian, put center stage at Commonwealth Heads of Government meeting in Rwanda. We were there as the Prime Minister urged immediate action on climate change, an issue brought up months later at the historic 50th CARICOM meeting in the Bahamas. Because our news is everywhere, always there when it counts. This is our news. Welcome back. We are now two months away from hosting the 2024 Carifta Aquatic Championships and renovations are continuing at the Betty Kelly Aquatic Center. It's an excited time, exciting time rather for Team Bahamas now getting ready to hit the water. The local organizing committee and local aquatics federation still making an appeal to corporate Bahamas and citizens to aid in raising $1 million as they look to win their sixth consecutive title on home turf. Meanwhile, Sports Minister Mario Boleg telling our news repairs to get the facility game ready will be completed in time for the games set for March 28th until April 7th. The repairs are going quite well. I know all of the equipments that needed to be on the ground to ensure that the pool is ready for competition is here. And so I think in another four to six weeks, we should see uh, um, the pool almost back in uh, a condition where we can start seeing the impressive work that has been done by the contractor. As for progress at the Thomas A. Robinson Sporting Center, Bolex says work is ongoing. As you can see, both uh, the uh, roofs on the eastern and western grandstand has been removed. Uh, we are about to move those support systems now and ensure all of it will be putting that up. In. And right now, according to Ministry of Works and the contractors, we seem to be somewhat on schedule uh, for the preliminary events that will take place prior to the World Relays and the Swim uh, Grifter. All right, well, two more baseball prospects signs professional contracts, and we take you to Grand Bahama for some volleyball action. Here's Tej Adderley with a check on sports. Tej? Thanks, Italia. Good evening, happy Monday. I'm Tej Adderley here with the New Week of Sports. Two more Bahamians have joined the pool of pro baseball players over the weekend. The latest are from Grand Bahama. Our Sasha Lightborn tells us who they are in this report. 17-year-old outfielder Philando Williams, who hails from Grand Bahama, is the latest to sign with the MLB team, the Pittsburgh Pirates. His signing taking place at Arlukaya yesterday. He thanked Nico Grant Jr. for introducing him to the sport of baseball. Grant Jr. died in 2020 and is the son of former cabinet minister Nico Grant, who was present at the signing. I met PJ some 10 years ago when he unofficially became my only son stepson. PJ was the same age and size of my biological grandson Danny on the ballpark D-Boy. So shopping for two boys was easy. I thank my stepdad Nico Grand II for introducing me to the baseball world and always being there to help me hone my baseball skills. I know he's looking down proud from heaven now. 
And then there's 17-year-old Rohan Kalmer, an infielder who signed with the Washington Nationals back here in New Providence on Saturday. This journey wasn't easy. I faced a lot of obstacles, like moving away from my family, traveling to different countries, and adjusting to new environments. It was a lot to take in, but I know what my passion is, and I committed to pursuing my dream. I want to thank the Washington Nationals organization for believing in me and giving me this opportunity to do what I love professionally. Culmer Ann Williams joins Bohan Adderley, who signed with the New York Mets, Javado Bain Jr., who signed with the Toronto Blue Jays, and Trent Wilson, Edwin Darville, and Devano Baker, who all signed with the Boston Red Sox last week. Reporting for our sports, I'm Sasha Lightborn. Thank you, Sasha. Now we're going to head north to Grand Bahama, where the Bahamas Volleyball Federation and the University of the Bahamas had the chance to take a look at some volleyball players. They're doing some recruiting for the University of the Bahamas and also for the Bahamas Junior National Team. That's Grand Bahama Volleyball Association President Whitney Armbrister explaining the scouting clinic the Bahamas Volleyball Federation and University of the Bahamas officials held over the weekend. Federation Treasurer and UB Head Coach Raymond Wilson. In regards to the University of the Bahamas, we are looking for those um, persons who are 23 and under and those who are leaving high school um, in, recent, in, in recent time. With regards to the Federation, the Federation is looking for to fill teams. We have three teams that's traveling from the Bahamas, national teams. Now, Coach Wilson also said that the Bahamas games were an eye-opener as far as showing him the kind of talent we have all around the country. He plans on traveling to a number of islands to find some more players. That's all for Sports Today. I'm Tej Adley. Still ahead on our news tonight, remembering the life of Hubert G. The well-known radio personality and owner of Global 99.5 FM has passed away. And cool temperatures continuing in the capital on this Monday. Greg is back with their extended forecast when our news returns. Stay with us. Have you heard that sound? It's the sound of us. Since our origins, we burst music. Our sounds mixed together. So let us hear your sound too. Your sound of passion. Of joy. Of friendship. The sound of your style and the beat of your night. It's time to play together the sound of Guinness, the sounds of greatness. The Chances Marketing Team, and today we hosted our annual Christmas giveaway where we gave out toys and food to the community. And today I would say it was an eventful day. Just to see thousands of cars lined up just to get a plate of food and put smiles on a lot of children's faces. On behalf of, of Jarrell Investments, we, we want to say you. thank you and wish, wish you a merry, 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 very Christmas. And a happy, happy new, year. new Year. See Bye. you all next year. Cancer Treatment Centers of America is now City of Hope, creating one of the leading cancer care and research networks from coast to coast, providing more of what you need. More locations means more care closer to home. More specialists means more expertise. More research means more breakthroughs. More advancements means more treatment options. And more options means more hope. Call now to get more of the care you need. How is your day going? In a word, busy. 6 a.m. gym, 7 a.m. breakfast, 8 a.m. drop the kids to school, 9 to 3 back-to-back -back meetings with a working lunch, of course, 4 p.m. pick up the kids, 4.15 dog groomer. Oh, but that reminds me, oh dear. Is something wrong? Yeah, I double booked my 6 p.m. Charity committee versus helping out at the kids' ballet. Oh, it's a tough one. I promised the kids. Which one are you going to reschedule? 
Neither. Divide and conquer. My husband can handle his own on the dance floor. It's a good thing your money's been just as busy. RF, keeping your money busy with investment products and services that match your needs. In the vibrant heart of the Bahamas, a common loftier goal unites us all. A place where love and unity thrive. Where world-class technology is accessible and affordable. Connecting every generation. We believe in our heritage and the boundless potential that lies within us. We believe in Bahamians. Welcome back to our news. Residents of Grand Bahama are mourning the loss of well-known radio personality Hubert Gibson, also known as Hubert G. The popular DJ has been described as an excellent entertainer, musician, radio personality, teacher, mentor, and friend. He was known for playing rhythm and blues music while at the ZNS radio network in the 1970s to the early 1990s. Gibson moved to Grand Bahama and started his own radio station, Global 99.5 FM in Freeport. Shelly Carey Moxie says she's known Gibson for over two decades as they started out in the industry together. He was the no-stress guy. I would tell and shout it from the rooftop and say, boy, he's the best boss ever. No stress. And you can only, he would, if you, he, he was ruffled about anything. Uh, you could always tell it in his voice, but he always had wonderful disposition. He was thoughtful. He was dedicated. And he had a love for music. I could call him multifaceted. He was also a music and physical education teacher. Rahuda Roll has also worked with Gibson. She says it all started at Cool 96. She reflected on her final WhatsApp conversation with Gibson before he died. I asked him about something that we were working on and he said, that's good. No indication and that was like two o'clock. And so you can imagine the shock I was in when they said that he, was, he had passed about three 317 or somewhere around that area. That was the worst day of my life, I think. Next to losing my mom and my dad, that was really bad. It was, it was such a shock because even though we knew that he was hospitalized, Hubert always made us feel comfortable that he was going to be all right. And of course, our condolences to his entire family. Well, nice weather conditions outside the RNU studios this evening to start off the work week. Be sure to keep your sweaters out as the cool temperatures are expected to stay. Greg is back in the Weather Center with your extended forecast. Greg. Yeah, thanks again, Natalia. Welcome back, everybody, for our final check of weather. Cold front that moved through the uh, island chain, now down near Hispaniola. Not much in terms of any significant weather with that system, but a strong high pressure has been building across our area. Courtesy of that high pressure, we're starting to see some very strong winds across the islands, as well as some quick, fast-moving showers. That high pressure will be responsible some, for some very hazardous boating and beaching conditions. So we're asking you beachgoers and you boaters to remain out of the waters as those conditions expect to last with us for another couple of days. We did have some cool air mass that moved through, but the air is going to be moving, uh, sorry, warming up as that high slides out towards the east and brings us more of an east to southeasterly wind flow. Future forecast showing nothing happening really across us, just some cloudy conditions courtesy, as I mentioned, with that high pressure system. We do have a disturbance in the Gulf of Mexico, but that high will keep all disturbances away from us. So we're not anticipating any uh, fronts over the next couple, couple of days courtesy of that high pressure system. 
Boating, as I mentioned, small craft operators, we're asking you to remain out of the waters, stay in port, beachgoers. It's going to be very rough, very rough surf, dangerous rip currents, life-threatening. East-northeast to east-southeasterly winds at 20 to 25 knots. They will be stronger across the southeast Bahamas, up to 30 knots. Sea is very rough, 5 to 8 feet, building up to 12 feet offshore in some very large swells. Low tide will be at 11.33 tonight. Your high tide taking place at 6.04 in the morning. Here's a look now at your national forecast. In the extended forecast, we will keep the breezy conditions, actually windy conditions, throughout the, most of the week. We expect the winds to start tapering off by the end of the week, but temperatures will start to moderate. They will start getting back to near normals, near the 80-degree mark, with overnight low temperatures back up near the 70-degree mark. That's a look at our weather. Make it a great night, everybody. All right, thanks so much, Greg, and thank you for joining us for our news tonight. On behalf of the entire team, I'm Natalia Hall. We'll see you tomorrow night. Have a great evening.